social media and creation was something that just had to happen for us in order to keep up with how the industry changed. It was sort of not in the job description when we signed up. You guys know each other, so can you share with our listeners what your relationship is? You and I have known each other actually since we were teenagers. We really do go all the way back. We met when we were, was it 15, 14? 14, 15. Yeah, very early stages. And it's pretty cute because I think at least it was my first modeling job. Yeah, it was mine too. Yeah, (laughs) I love that. So we've known each other for a really long time. And apart from being peers in the industry, we are also friends in real life. (laughs) Yeah. It must be so nice to have a friend going through the ups and downs of the journey because I think it's a pretty intense one. What do you think? Yeah, I think we're really lucky. We actually have a great group of friends who are in the industry with us and also do content creation. And I think having friends that we can share things with and, you know, support each other through this, I think it's really important because sometimes it can take a big toll on your mental health or just getting feedback about what you're doing is, you know, okay and in line with what you're feeling. Because I think especially in a world where everyone has an opinion about what you post and having people that are like, nope, you're staying true to your message, you are doing what you want to do. It's really nice. So I feel like we are really lucky to have good friendships in this industry. It's so true. And also, to be honest, content creation for us is a role that sort of fell into our lap as a byproduct of what we set out to do. So Ming and I, we didn't set out to become influencers. Ming set out to be a musician and I set out to be a TV host. And then she became a business owner and I, you know, continued on this path. But social media and creation was something that just had to happen for us in order to keep up with how the industry changed. And so it's sort of this unnatural, well, kind of weird thing that we just have to adapt and do to put ourselves out there and to share and create. It was sort of not in the job description when we signed up (laughs) and it kind of popped up later on. Thanks for bringing that into the conversation. That's so fascinating. You know, I started creating content not that long ago, but it was a considered choice to A, help more people and B, grow my business. And what I found is that I have a real love-hate relationship with it. What about you guys? Yep, 100% agree with that. Absolutely, so true. I think it is these days required to stay relevant. If you are a human and individual that is, I guess, trying to create a career, it's really important to have a personal brand. And so if you don't, then you're going to fall behind. So, you know, like you said, it's now a necessity if you want to get ahead. Yeah. In a strange way, it's not like the work that we do speaks for itself. We also now need to put a lot of effort into almost like showcasing and in a weird way, proving that we are also these people that are have likability and have views and have something that can be considered admirable to also just, you know, keep our brand alive. Yeah. It's crazy because on one hand, it's an amazing thing. It's amazing that tomorrow you could start your career and have millions of people looking at your content, subscribe into what you're doing outside of social media. On the other hand, it's really hard not to take things personally because it is you putting out what you do every day. Like there is, you can tell your story however you want to. So there are dangers in that as well. But sometimes you can get too obsessed with it and too into it. Like for me, I try and think of it on one hand, I really try and put authentic content out of there. On the other hand, I also try and look at it sometimes as a business to remind myself that, you know, if people don't give you likes, if people don't do this, you can try again tomorrow. You can figure out different ways to share. It's not a reflection of me not being good enough for people to 
like me and things like that. So I think, but again, this is something that was thrusted upon us. We are learning how to navigate it, what it means. So yeah, trying to figure out like mental health around that has been difficult. I mean, ups and downs. For me, I had my, my whole eating disorder came from social media, but now I'm using it as a way to inspire other people not to have eating disorders. So it's kind of like catch 22. <laughs> can you say more about how your eating disorder came from social media? Yeah, sure. So for me, when I started in my singing career, I got told to lose weight, basically. And at that time, I was I mean, slightly, I guess, overweight for the industry at the time in Asia. So I started, you know, going on diets and doing things like that. And I was just really unfortunate that at the time I was doing that, Instagram had started getting more and more popular and I had signed up for an account. And as I lost weight, I realized my social media following drastically rose up. Everyone was following me and telling me how beautiful I was, how skinny I was, what's my diet tricks. And I kind of got obsessed because I was like, people like me when I'm skinny and I'm going to make sure that I'm so skinny that, you know, I get all these followers and it did, it built up and up and up. And I just, yeah, completely got obsessed. And at this time on social media, the personalities that were thriving were all those like fitness influencers, people showing that they eat really healthily. And, you know, looking back now, all those influencers, loads of them have come out and said they have, what's the word when it's, when you're really healthy? Orthorexia. Yeah, orthorexia. A lot of them actually came out and said it was orthorexia. And we were all glorifying it as like such an amazing thing to basically be orthorexic. But now there's a word for it. So I kind of got all caught up in that cycle, which sucks, <laughs> which sucked. But that really was when social media just started. And my whole life was on my phone and constantly seeing these images of this is what your inspiration, motivation should be. Whereas now I realize and part of my recovery was really unfollowing these accounts. Because especially when you are spending all your day on your phone, that becomes, you know, the five people you surround yourself the most with are those influences you decide to follow. So it is really important that you, not just in your life in general, but like what you consume are things that are healthy for you, you know, mentally, yeah, speaking. Everything we offer ourselves is food in a way. So the content we consume can hurt us or heal us. Hanley, have you had any experiences, not necessarily with food and eating, but with social media warping your perception of yourself? Yes, I think, yeah, just off the bat, absolutely. I think for me, it would be a different angle from it being more about body image. Actually, you know, when I think back on it, I caught social media being so toxically positive for a while. And because of this curated, perfect lives that we were seeing all the time, I think that that and the comparison trap that I would find myself in and different dips of my mood or my time of the month, my cycle, it could really affect me. And actually, it was during the pandemic, I feel when that really started to take a shift. And it was also for me, that's when I started to take a shift with my content as well and just started to say really like openly on my stories like hey this is insane what we're going through I'm not okay are you guys okay like I'm going to start therapy I started therapy with you Natalia I was sharing my <laughs> journey and I wasn't seeing a lot of people just being open about actually going to therapy actually getting help and actually admitting that kind of stuff I think the timing of everything it was very collective but I hit a point where I just had fatigue of the perfect online I was getting really over everything being curated and I was like okay I'm not curated and so let me pull back the layers and just be a bit more real how did you find your followers responded to that 
It was so positively, actually it was, I wouldn't say overwhelming, but it was unexpected of how many people were that receptive to it because it was really terrifying to an extent to come out there and be like, yeah, I'm not okay. And even though that was the trend and it has become a trend to really be vulnerable with your mental health, it is still really scary if you are breaking that mold for yourself to just show that vulnerability. So I was really grateful that it was met with support. But that being said, it was also met with like, haters, which is just how the internet works. I remember I got messages from people with no compassion, basically telling me to like suck it up. This generation's really soft. Like those, that kind of messaging. There was one where it was like, this is such a first world problem. And I was like, well, is it, you know? And so that was surprising. I'm sorry that you received haters. Let's talk about haters a little bit more because they're around. And what I found is that the more people who follow you, the more haters that you're going to have. So can you guys share maybe an experience that stood out to you over time of a hater or a troll engaging with you? You know, I'm only very new to this, but there are three for me that really like caused me to pause and made me question so much, which is a bit scary that one person's comment through a screen can really make you question your entire reality and your worth on what you're doing. Yeah, 100%. I don't have it too much now. The ones I get now don't really affect me. I think it's just because I am in a better headspace with it. But when I first started out on social media, I even had someone make a website about how they wanted to drown me and my whole family in a river. Like literally insane. Yeah, horrible. And at this time, I was like super young, did not know how to deal with it. Literally like hiding under my my, like blanket. But you know, now being more mature and and understanding where people are coming from with this, I, I kind of meet it with, you know, there's no happy successful person who's out there messaging awful things to people there isn't the people who are doing this must have such sad lives and like not have that much love in their life so I really do feel sorry for these people and I try and remind myself to be sympathetic towards them and think what type of person and where must they have to be in their lives for them to bother commenting on a stranger's picture like horrible things and I try and wish them love and you know hope that they can find like peace and better thing to do with with their lives but you're gonna get like for me you're gonna get trolls and haters if you do anything interesting basically like anything that goes viral online is because people want to cast an opinion about it people want to say like yes I completely agree I love this or like I completely disagree so it's almost like you can stay in your comfort level and do nothing interesting and not have anyone comment or you can do things that are pushing the boundaries and getting reactions and sometimes that's a great thing like if you're getting reactions and obviously if you get all negative reactions it's not great (laughs) but if you're getting a mix of positive and negatives that means you're pushing people to think differently you're creating something that is causing a reaction which is actually a great thing so now I view like trolls and haters in a different way because sometimes I'm like maybe I'm just doing something out of my comfort so now that's causing a reaction and maybe that is actually a great thing. What I'm hearing is that conversation of any kind is really good for social media and if we depersonalize it, haters don't have to be a bad thing. They're actually helping expand your reach. Yeah, but having said that, it takes one comment to take me down. <laughs> I might say this today and someone tomorrow goes like, I don't agree with your values, you're spreading blah, 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 you're a hypocrite and I'll just, my whole world will crumble. So, I mean, it does suck when you get messages like that, but it is just trying to, again, remind yourself about all the things you know to be true and be like, is what they're saying a fact? My friends don't think this, people close to me don't think this, I don't know this person, but yeah. It does suck. You have to keep <laughs> checking your reality. Yeah. So it's a bit like the haters are trying to gaslight you and you have to be mm. like, yeah, that's your reality, but it's not mine. I'm not joining you in that story. Uh, but that takes work. That takes strength. Yeah. What about so. you, Hanley? Have you experienced something similar? 
Yeah, in a really sort of sad way. I'm no stranger to haters. You know, growing up, I experienced my fair share of bullying. And so in a weird way, that taught me a lot. And then when I entered the like internet space, and I would see a few comments of just like, kind of haters. I felt like I went through something when I was younger that I was a little bit more armed. But that being said, it also really does depend on like where I'm at in the month. Because sometimes I'm like, screw the haters. Like, who cares? And then other times I'm like, oh my God, that comment is going to stick to me like glue and I don't think I can get over it. And just the other day, actually, it's like just two days ago, Ming was in this chat with our fellow friends that are like influencers. And I shared with them, I'm like, guys, I posted this video on TikTok, but I'm getting a lot of negativity and I'm just like not in the right headspace to take it right now. I don't know what to do. And then like 30 minutes later, I was like, I guys, I just put the video in private because I just cannot handle it right now. And I'm not even going to feel bad that I did that. And Ming was like, you know what? Do it. If that's what you need to do to feel better for your mental health right now, do that. It was really helpful because like at the end of the day, I feel like it's our responsibility and my responsibility to look after my mental health, my emotional being. And if I have the power to control that, even if it means removing something, I'm fine with that. I'm not like, I don't look at it as a defeat or a failure. I'm looking at it as, okay, I need to do what's best for me. And I think people should understand that about the internet. And when you're creating, like you have control. I think it's really empowering to understand you have control and you can set the boundaries and you can take anything down. I think you can also, most channels block comments or remove them. Yeah, block the haters, literally block them. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel upset. Like I, I'm having a response to listen to how much hate there is in the world when people are just trying to A, live their lives and B, stay afloat and build a career and do what they need to do to succeed. Where do you think it all comes from? Well, I think Ming said it. There's just a lot of sad people out there who only joys are to tear others down. And that's just how it is. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you have the answer for that. I think you know exactly why people do that. There's just a lot of people who just refuse to look at their own shit. And so they project it onto everyone else on or offline, right? I feel like social media has become at once a remedy and a poison. So I feel a lot of people, and you know, myself included, will hop onto social media often to avoid feelings that they might be having or to not be alone, to stay connected, particularly through these last few years where the world's been changing and there's been so much stuff going on. And so I think on the one hand, it's a place to soothe, but on the other hand, it can be a place to dump or release trauma and pain. And so I think that's what's happening. And I wonder, is there a way to shift that or stop that? And I don't think there is because it's such a free thing. Everyone can do what they like. And most of the time we engage with social media without intention. And I'd love to see more education for people around as a user of social media, how do you use it healthily and responsibly and ethically? 